0: So, I was thinking the other day about how the 2022 movie Prey has kind of like reinvigorated uh-huh. the Predator franchise, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of dreamed up a Predator sequel the other day that I'm really okay. excited about. And I want you to help me develop this here. But, you know, trademark Den Lovely, you heard it here first, okay? Mm-hmm. So, he's uh, he's the galaxy's deadliest Predator, obviously. He travels around to exotic planets killing their most formidable warriors, all right. over the place, right? But this one day after he comes home from a mission, little does he know, back on planet Yakjar, whatever it is, he's about to face his most formidable opponent because he goes back to his little predator house there and his old predator wife's like, Honey, we are pregnant. Uh-huh. And this has to be like a total like mid-80s style... Um, you know, three men and a three men in a baby style <laughs> yes, movie. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I thought when you said this <laughs>
0: about the the predator being inept and his manhood being useless about you know in the efforts of raising a child.
1: <laughs> right.
0: A- and I'm thinking it's like she's like says from the other room in her predator voice, like it's time to go to predator Lama's class. And he like is in the armchair and he turns on his invisibility cloak and shit like that. <laughs> And I, I think the name of the movie, the name of the movie is *Pregnator*. <laughs> you like it?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely do. want to see *Predator* in a an, an, an <laughs> mid '80s, like so, like just inept father-style yeah. movie. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would like. Love he's it. like.
0: She's trying to learn how to like change a a predator diaper, and his like arm arm knives like shred it, and he's like, "What Uh, the hell?" Like acting all (laughs) bumbling and stuff. The
1: baby pisses acid all over him, or something. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like something that that would happen.
0: (laughs) And I think this this predator is played by Tom Selleck, and it has a mustache.
1: Oh, of course it does. Of course it has a mustache. Yeah, no, that's great. (laughs) And if you pause it at just the right moment in the background, you can see a. Dead child's ghost. Oh, shit. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a sequel where, like, the little tiny predator babies, like, all talk to each other. And it's look who's <laughs> Pregnator or two. <laughs>
1: look who's pregnant. That's how it works. Man, yeah. that's. I, listen, I am down for this direction. I liked prey. But. If, if we could turn it into an absolute shit show of 80s sitcom or, uh, comedy tropes, that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> All these ideas and more here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the ultimate podcast here with the host at the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. <laughs> and we are here today to be talking about a girl what's got all of a gift which came mm-hmm. out was it 2019
1: 2018 uh it was actually uh interestingly it was 2016 in the uk Sixteen, yeah oh. so hmm, yeah, hmm, pre-trump america oh wow shit yeah uh, we'll be
0: talking about that thing, busting it out all deep and wide. Like, if you want to get straight <laughs> on to the movie review, you can use the timestamp in the podcast description to get right there. But we're going to catch up, shoot the shit, have a good chin wag, and uh, discuss some other uh, amazing concepts here early on in the show. So you don't want to miss that. It's been a it's been a busy week, I'll tell you. It's been yeah, a busy yeah, one, you've dude. Been I, I got on back the music. from, I have my adventures at sea, and uh, basically went straight from a boat. To uh, a music studio, working on Andy Wood's new record, doing all kinds of stuff on that, mm-hmm. and uh, it has been very, very busy. Busy, in fact, so much that like I had to watch this movie in two installments. I didn't really have a whole lot of time to watch a lot right. of things this week, man. How's your week been?
1: Good. I mean, uh, you know, we we've we've been trying to to do more stuff because for the first two months that we lived here. Uh, it's been a combination of unpacking and exhaustion and, and et cetera. So uh, we, we've had had some fun times. Went to the the movies a couple of times. Ooh. Hung out with some friends. Played uh, well. Started to work on a monster of the week uh, campaign thing that we're going to be doing together. Oh. Yeah, and then um, uh, other than that, just chillaxing. Not not a not a absolute ton going on still still a little bit uh i, I would say like move lag is a thing right <laughs> where, oh, sure, like, for sure well, especially to like move across the, move the country lag. right like
0: from knoxville to fucking portland
1: <laughs> yeah it's quite a ways yeah so there's still a ton of times where we just want to zone out and watch tv instead of going out and doing anything because sure. yeah but yeah uh we've we've done a few things Dude, I
0: totally get what you're saying, though, and I was reminded of this actually just last night. Um, Kate's work had like a little party where we got together with a bunch of people. It was like Mm -hmm. actually their late Christmas party, but a service industry, so of course nobody can have a Christmas party in December because everybody's too fucking busy. So it was like a late Christmas party. We all went out to a restaurant and then went and did some fucking bowling, dude.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. I've been wanting to bowl recently. That's very funny that you went bowling.
0: Holy shit, dude. So, I haven't bowled in, I would say, probably at least seven or eight years. It has been a really Mm -hmm. long time. And I found myself there, you know, throwing some rocks and having a really good time and being like, why don't I, like, think to do stuff like this with my friends? It's always just like, hey, do you want to go get a drink or a food or come over here and drink or eat or watch a movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's all my mind goes to. And I was like, "Me too." I didn't used to be like this. And I was like, you know what? Really? The pandemic kind of fucked us all up.
1: It did, dude. We're we're all. I mean, it's still in progress, and everybody has just moved on. So we're all just in the midst of like a huge psychological trauma, uh, where our brains just aren't working. Seriously, like I'm working my way out of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I think that's a good idea, bowling. Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's like my head doesn't even go to that as an option of like. What sounds like fun to do? It's like, stay home. (laughs) That's all I think about. (laughs)
1: Sit on the couch. (laughs) But I'll
0: tell you, there's extra fun to have when you bowl. And the last time you bowled, you were like in your early 30s. And then the next time you bowl, you're like in your late 30s, (laughs) like I am. And like how most of us that were bowling are. It's a totally different game, dude. Because I bet you, like, when's the last time you bowled?
1: Uh, It was about four years ago in LA.
0: Okay. All right. So. Maybe it's different for you, but for me, the last time that I bowled, I know I was a, a spry young man up for a night of just hurling rocks right. and fucking mm-hmm. drinking like 60 beers at the alley and just having a yeah. good time and then waking up the next day being like, all right, what world am I going to conquer today? Right. Um, <laughs> when you go bowling in like your late 30s... Yeah, it's different. <laughs> dude, it's seriously yeah. nothing but everybody talking about... Like, oh, man, I got to be really careful when I hurl this thing. I don't want to, you know, act up my carpal right. tunnel syndrome or anything. Oh, uh-huh. I know what you mean. My my instep is killing me in these bowling uh-huh. shoes. My oh, Cyanico. my hamstring won't allow me to yeah. sling this thing. Yeah, dude, it's like uh-huh. we all spend at least half the games talking about what injury that we have is going right. to hurt the next day or what is currently hurting because we're playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot different, I'll tell you.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, no, the last time that... Uh We went bowling. It was a big group in L.A., and we, yeah, I I remember the next day, my uh, entire right arm was just dead, and I was like, oh, I'm old. I see.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you, though. Okay, I didn't sustain any injuries, so that's good, Mm -hmm. and... I did somehow manage to bowl, I think my best game I have ever bowled. Now wow, like most okay. people, I am not a good bowler. I, no, I bowled I'm like one twenty seven, which is, you okay. know, not even halfway perfect or anything. That's, but for me that was that was a high score and uh, Impressive to me. I think I think <laughs> the thing that I needed to do is sleep on it for about eight years and then I was like, Oh, that's how you bowl.
1: oh that's it yeah you really got your mind into it by not thinking about it for eight years
0: (laughs) i think so i think that's what did it for me so maybe it'll work for you too man so yeah Yeah. go do something with a friend dude it's like it is fun man biden said we (laughs) can go out there and have fun again
1: all right he did oh boy thank you biden (laughs) oh man (laughs) you ass um (laughs) so go
0: out and do a thing
1: why don't you what? We got two straight presidents that just fucked up. I, I Like, we were talking about this <laughs> yesterday, uh, where it's like, it, it's not like if Trump had won, he would have done anything different. Honestly, he probably would have opened up the country even faster. But, yeah. uh, boy, that Biden, he, he sure dropped the ball on this one. Boy,
0: it's almost like societies aren't really meant to sustain uh, crippling blows to the architecture of how they all work. Kind of like this movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: more about that later (laughs) Uh
1: uh-huh yeah no but uh yeah we yeah we have also been actively trying to do stuff because yeah it's it is one of those things where like you know we stay masked up uh most most movie theaters have good air filtration systems and stuff so not anything really to worry about um we've also done some outdoors stuff and you know just hanging out with friends here playing a you know rpg or whatever that's that's all fun uh it's yeah it's nice to try to get back into some sort of groove because my brain needs it for sure
0: heard that our rocket propelled grenades a really popular thing out in portland
1: yeah 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 and we just play with them yeah in mm. in our homes yeah sit at the table just toss it around <laughs> whoever blows up wins so <laughs> yeah that's how it works yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's what we've been watching some flicks man yeah we've watched some cool stuff um, uh, um a little movie that you went and synced as well uh infinity I did. pool mm-hmm. yeah
0: me and my wife we did old minisode on that one that came out last week we saw that and uh i think you guys actually ended up seeing it the exact same night just serendipitously
1: yeah uh i, I didn't tell you this but we were going to record a minisode on it as well <laughs> and then you uh texted me and said you recorded it and we had stuff going on that day and i was like oh well perfect <laughs> beat your ass didn't that's I? right huh. yeah huh. so yeah go check What'd out what do you that think many... about it well, Did you I like mean, it? you know i don't want to say too much but yeah i yeah, liked yeah, it's it a new movie. uh it is a brand new movie um i liked it better than possessor um even and i liked possessor uh, i've get... seen that all right we'll check it out um yeah. mia goth's great as always um, yeah dude god this is like a
0: totally different side of her acting than we've seen so far too right she's amazing
1: she is so good Um, And then also, like, yeah, it's just another example of a movie about rich people going to a resort and sucking. And And, being crazy,
0: crazy people. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: (laughs) And, 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 yeah, it really, like, it gets to the heart of what rich people would do if, if they can get away with it.
0: When there's they, like, yeah. yeah, like again, I won't spoil much here. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and like who in a world they would fuck over? What would happen? Yeah, yeah who dude. they'll fuck
1: over is very. Into- That's kind of the central idea of the movie: is who wouldn't a rich person fuck over? And it, it yeah, I, I like, I liked it. I thought it was good. It was like yeah. visually really cool, just like Possessor. Uh, yeah, Brandon Cronenberg's got a, a good style. I like it, and obviously, again, like just like. You know, some body horror shit and really, like, dealing... Because, like, one of those masks that they wear was really fucking with my uh, fear. I thought of mol- you whenever <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, God, man. It was, about, like it was grossing me out. Every time it was on screen, I was like, fuck. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I liked it, too, man. It yeah. It's cool. a cool movie, man. If you want to hear more about that, go check out that mini so of Uncle Ben and Tanta Kate talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Got some non-spoiler right. section there for, like, 22 minutes, even. And then, oh, uh, the I'm having the craziest of... déjà vu right
0: now. Holy what? shit! It what? just all hit me. I like everything that you were saying right there. I was like, I know what you were about to say. As far as like how deep into it spoilers <laughs> start and stuff. Holy yeah. shit! That was crazy. <laughs> do you ever have those where it's just like the yes. fucking wave crashes and you're like, what uh-huh. the fuck
1: is going on? Yeah, I do. Wow, yeah, I was one of those. I do Sorry. wonder what that is. That's very fun though. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we watched we watched Infinity Pool. We also went to the theater just last night because here in the land of ports, at the Hollywood Theater, which we had not been to, but our, our pal Rudy Rockmore on uh, on IG sent me a message saying that they were showing a 35 millimeter print of eraser head. So we went and saw Eraserhead. Uh, in if it's a- just
0: 35 millimeters. Did you have to stand like really close to the screen? Yeah, That's yeah. pretty
1: small. Yeah, yeah. We stood like real close to the screen and like just shined a light bulb through it. Whoa. And then we just like, you know, fl- pull the, the film really fast.
0: Mm hmm. It yeah, was fun. Try to make yeah. sense of it. Yeah. Honestly, it that probably fun. makes as much sense as that movie anyway.
1: So <laughs> we we definitely should cover some some uh, David Lynch on here. Perhaps Holy that shit, movie. Right? It, is, it is horror for sure. Um, wow. But I, What'd you yeah, think of that? You've seen blast. it before, right? Yeah, I'd seen it before. Seeing it in the theater was a different experience especially seeing it on on film itself because the thing about film that digital can't do well is film can capture everything in the dark like sure yeah it, it there's 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 some there's depth to the dark so like yep. true black yeah a particular scene where you know the the lady from across the hall she, like he opens his door and there's no one there and then she kind of like appears out of the darkness like looks great on film um cool but also the the sound i like what I'd only ever seen it on uh dVd and the sound in a theater like oh my god uh I'd call it disgusting slash irritating slash horror like it, it, it's like so many like mouth noises and like gurgles and coos and like all baby sorts crying. of crying like, but yeah the baby crying for like a long time and like piercing <laughs> sounds and stuff like it really takes on a different tone when you you have that sort of surround sound loudly blaring all that stuff but yeah I it was it was a black and it also it was like a fucking almost completely full theater um, of just horror nerds. <laughs> Everybody was having nice. a good time, so that was great. Um, That's cool. But yeah, yeah definitely going to go check out the Hollywood Theater a few more times because that, that place was nice, and it's not far from our place. Well, it's um, got your name on the billboard, dude. It's, it's your theater. <laughs> exactly. When I walked in, I was like, thank you for maintaining this business for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, we've been watching some stuff at home. We watched a movie called A Fright Night Part 2.
0: A second night of fright, it's known yeah.
1: as. Yeah, the fright continues. Never seen it. <laughs> I had neither. It was my first time seeing it. I thought I had seen it, but watching it, I was like, nope, I've never seen this. It's uh it's interesting, it's good. I enjoyed it. It's not as good as the first, maybe, but meh. yeah. Yeah. Does it feature a Brewster and how cool is he? Brewster is there. I would say he's not very cool.
0: Hmm. he's quite yeah. warm brewster
1: yeah he's warm yeah they got ronnie mcdowell back and they got yeah brewster's back um but it's it's interesting the connection the connection is a little silly but then the way the movie plays out is all good i i like it, it's like you know you, instead of it being uh um chris sanderson handsome fella as a vampire you got um this uh fuck oh Oh, she played is chris sarandon oh maybe yes chris sarandon sorry okay uh yeah yeah, but uh you got uh fucking shit she played styles in in the mouth of madness is the main oh yeah 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 she's fucking great i can't remember but she she's great and um yeah i found it enjoyable so nice check out friday nights part two sometime i think that i will uh we also rewatched jennifer's body always a good time i like that's a cool movie yeah yeah, every time I watch it, I'm always just like, I don't, I don't understand the hate this movie gets. Um, I know. Then, we did that uh, on the show
0: many moons ago. It's a good episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is a good episode. Go check that one out. Then on uh, Friday night, on the Screamin' Chat, we watched Faster Pussycat Kill Kill.
0: Dude, that's one of those movies I've always heard referenced, and I've heard it referenced by so many directors and stuff, and obviously there's the band Faster Pussycat, and like I don't yeah. know anything about it, and I've never seen it. I literally have no watch clue it. what it is.
1: Watch it. Go watch it. It is... I loved it, man. It's, um, you know, uh, exploitation at its height, I would say. Like, uh, you know, just big... Uh, uh, like, big-breasted badass women driving fast cars uh, committing Sick. murder. Yeah. It's it's cool. And it's, uh, you'll definitely see, like, Tarantino specifically uh, Death Proof. Like inspiration in it.
0: Ooh, okay. Or the other
1: way around. It inspired those things, sorry, because <laughs> it yeah, yeah, yeah. it's from the uh, 60s. But yeah, Faster Pussycat Kill Kills. fucking great. Really enjoyed it. Had a blast watching Rap. it. Then okay. uh, the, the next day, uh, the Jack of All Graves had their watch-along, uh, and they're watching through the Evil Dead movies on their watch-alongs leading up to the new Evil Dead. Uh, evil dead rise i believe is what it is. a fun idea yeah yeah so we watched evil dead and still fucking great still amazing love it piece of your hometown
0: history dude morristown 423 yeah. represent
1: exactly yeah no it, it, it's you know every time i watch it uh you yeah, know i'm reminded that of course i i think i do think two is maybe better but I love it's two so much one is a better horror movie um word yeah much more like, much more aimed toward horror and less like slapstick comedy. Even though that's still there, but uh, yeah, I, I really st- just love those Evil Dead movies. And then on Sunday, we watched a movie from twenty and twenty two called Man Eater, which is um, it's a Holland um, Oates movie. <laughs> oh, here she comes. That's um, right. But we. We were watching this movie and it's essentially like, okay, so what if you went to an Applebee's and found uh, a table of people drinking dollar margs uh, um, who probably just got off work at a car dealership or whatever? uh, (laughs) Okay, yes. In the midst of talking about how great Ron DeSantis is or whatever, they're like, you know what movie was uh, uh, good but stupid? Jaws, because why wasn't everybody (laughs) immediately trying to kill the shark? And, like, like, why did they have all those, like, stupid conversations about sharks? Like, we should have conversations like how we have them, you know? Our cool conversations. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, so it's like like, uh, almost two hours of uh, boring fucking conversations uh, with wooden characters that honestly are conservatives like they're very much the type of people you meet who are conservatives but that's boring it's boring to watch them uh and trace adkins is the hero wait what honky-tonk <laughs> why i he's, fucking don't act? know act i don't well he honestly he's probably one of the best actors in the movie
0: so if this is like <laughs> conservative jaws does that mean that like whenever there's the people that are like fooling around and skinny dipping in the in the water and the shark eats one of them, like then do the people in the town go out and vote for the shark? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that does seem shark like something. Shark for that would president. Happen. Well, the thing is, like one of the initial things that tips you off to it's a conservative thing is it's it's people going on vacation to Hawaii in 2021. Like, not okay, only have well, we, like, go, have man. the people of Hawaii said, please don't come here, especially Stop, yeah. during COVID. It was like, don't fucking come here. So, <laughs> really, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, like, these people, like, the first thing they're saying to you is like, yeah, well, I mean, we don't respect anybody or anything. So, like us, huh? Right? <laughs> this sounds really... Bad, dude. It, sounds it was not bad good. and boring and boring because they can't they, they can't think of anything imaginative or interesting. It's always just like, I don't know. What if a person got their leg cut off and then they had to have an emotional uh, thing with their wife on the beach, but neither of them can emote or like even pretend to care about each other? We that's fine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> anyway, all right. So what that's a week of watching, movie. huh? Yeah. <laughs> what have you been watching?
0: Dude, not much. Uh, again, it has been an extremely, extremely busy week, so I've not had a whole lot of time to watch much. I uh, I was cooking some dinner up the other night, man, making mm-hmm. some, some lovely uh, like shredded braised chicken tacos the other night. Ooh, I like that. I was trying out some new stuff out here, man. Just mm-hmm. trying out some new stuff. So, you know, you make tacos with some chicken breast. It can get really you know dry and pointless, obviously, obviously right? Obviously, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I took my chickens, and I uh, I did some marinating in, you mm-hmm. know, some, some oil and balsamic and a bunch of spices and stuff. Right. And I I seared them in a cast iron with some uh, some onions that I caramelized and stuff. You damn
1: right. hmm Because I'm
0: getting on that onion train. You know I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, I pulled the chicken out while it was, like, you know, almost done, and I shredded it with forks, and then returned it to the pan with, like, some flavored stock and stuff. Right. And braised the chicken that way, and, like put a lid on it so it retains some of the moisture and stuff mm-hmm. oh my god so fucking good it was fantastic yeah, man
1: That's awesome yeah no it, uh, it homemade tomatillo
0: salsa and everything too fuck yeah so while that was uh cooking up i was like man a i brewing. just need some like mm-hmm. background noise on you know like i need something to have on in the background that i can kind of ignore and pop into every now and then yeah and i saw that on shutter they just added in search of darkness three because we're yeah. on the third one now of this horror movie documentary series now you've seen the first one have you seen the second one no i i don't think i watched the second one either i watched uh, the first one and yeah. I, we talked about it on the show years ago i mean it, yeah. it's essentially like here's the thing it's really popular people love these fucking movies horror people do, yeah uh-huh. They are... I figured it out the other day. They are a podcast for people with goldfish attention span.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people that just want to know what happens in a movie.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. They don't want to know, like, anything about the movie, really. Just, no. like, what happens in the movie? Okay. Yeah.
0: Next. So I can be knowledgeable at parties, it seems like what it's about, really. I
1: guess so. I'm, I'm very confused by this. We actually, like, we were buying a... a a table at a thrift store the other day, and the guy like we were wearing one of us was wearing some sort of horror shirt, and the guy started talking about horror movies, and he said that he watches those videos where they tell you what happens in horror movies because he he can't watch horror movies because they scare him too much, and I'm thinking in my head, I don't get that dude? Why do you want to know what happens though? I don't understand. Then why do you want to
0: know? Yeah, why, yeah, I have no wh- fucking like, idea.
1: <laughs> I don't get it anyway we're so we're questioning me, the most popular form of horror uh movie entertainment on YouTube and in podcasting. It's dumb, <laughs> clearly but we're whatever. missing the point here right, you know?
0: <laughs> but that first one like I got so frustrated with it because it was every like a level franchise, and there uh-huh. was so much like you know little like interview bits with people that are like kind of a part of the world of horror and so right. much of it was clearly like scripted and like lame and badly acted out where people like oh my god when i saw this movie listen i crapped and peed in my pants it was like unbelievable (laughs) like it was annoying like some of the people on that i thought were just really terrible yeah i agree (laughs) but here's the thing so by the time they've got to like the third one Uh uh-huh i think they've run out of every popular well-known movie to talk about and also they can't get like the super a-list people that were annoying in the first one back right (laughs) so here's the thing the third one is pretty pretty fucking good so far so (laughs) awesome i've only watched about half of it because it's like five hours long Uh uh-huh so i just found myself like turning it on and watching a few chapters and turning it off it's good for that kind of thing uh but dude like they've got cool people on it They've cool. got um, a couple different actors that you'll recognize from doing bit parts in A Million Things. They've got fucking uh, James Rolfe, Angry Video Game Nerd on okay. there. Okay, uh-huh. And a lot of the movie selections and shit are pretty cool. And, like, there's stuff on there where I was like, whoa, I've never heard of this. This seems awesome. Like, there's a whole section in there about, like, what japanese horror was like in the 80s and they show oh, some cool. clips of some bananas stuff that i've never seen or heard of that looks really cool and it's got awesome. me interested in checking stuff out so like i gotta say man like i didn't like that first one at all i can't remember yeah. if i even watched the second one or not but the third one's actually kind of entertaining
1: sounds like it might be a good source for screaming chat and ice cream sunday movies too yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm always looking so, for man. more obscure eighties stuff because it's easy to find on YouTube and it's much more fun to watch in a group.
0: Oh yeah. 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 There's some ones that they pulled out on there where I was like, I've never heard of this and I'm dying to watch this fucking movie, so I'm sure you'll yeah. find someone there. That's cool that seem interesting. I think the only other thing that we watched this week, man, we started watching. Uh, the thing that about everybody's talking about right now, which as of now I'm only three episodes in. I think there's only four episodes out total. We started watching on that Last of Us on the HBO Max.
1: Yeah, yeah, we watched. Um, we've watched up to uh, all the, all the episodes that have come out so far. So four, I believe. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm.
0: dude, it's great. I am enjoying it so much. I yeah. feel like. This is what I expected to feel like when people told me that Walking Dead was coming out and it was like the sickest fucking most awesome zombie show that they'd ever seen in their lives and I will love mm-hmm. it because I love horror and zombies and stuff. I feel like this is how I was supposed to feel about it cuz I started watching the show and I was like this is legit fucking awesome. Mhm. Okay. I yeah, have yeah. very very much enjoyed. It. And and I haven't played the video game ever. Like I I, I went into this not knowing anything about the game. Yep. So I don't know I don't know if they're blowing it, but I have buddies that are fans of the game, and they're like, "Oh, actually, this is nailing the game."
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I had read that. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the or played the game um, either, but I kind of knew some stuff just from absorbing things about video games over the years, because uh, this is a ten-year-old video game at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I have very much enjoyed the the at moments. It feels like a video game. <laughs> like there are times where it's like, oh, there's stuff. Uh, there's uh, stuff blocking the door on the other side. You go through right. this uh, window while uh, I'll be on the other side, and then like totally, yeah. Go on this resource
0: much, quest and shit. Right. sure, yeah. Uh,
1: I actually enjoy that. Like it's interesting to me to see elements of video games like in movies, but a lot of times it's bad. Uh, and I, I have seen oh, some yeah. people who have kind of like not liked that but to me i think they've done it in a a fun way that's like a nod to video games but then it's not like you're not like actually seeing an objective and somebody like looking around a room or whatever you're seeing somebody do the thing quickly and then it moves on but it just kind of feels video gamey for a moment i can see that i can see that man
0: Dude, how about that third episode? How no, hard did that great. punch
1: you in the fucking dick? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> a lot of dick punching. Yeah. Yeah. That Holy was shit, man. Very sad. Great, great performances in that. Uh, Nick Offerman and fuck Murray. I can't remember his name, but he's in White Lotus. He's great. Um, they, Amazing. They, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we can't say too much about it, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully by the time it ends, we'll do a uh, mini about it. Um, it's probably what April I guess when it's supposed to be nine episodes so the next couple months it's going to end we'll talk about it more but we're definitely going to be talking about it while talking about this movie because you can't not right you can't not cousins these two right absolutely yeah yeah i'm I'm, I'm very much enjoying it so far Mm -hmm. man yeah
0: so hopefully they'll continue kicking ass and uh yeah we'll we'll do like a wrap-up on it or something yeah that'd be whenever the entire series is over but definitely Mm -hmm. loving it man this seems like as good of a time uh, as any to remind you guys to rate and review on apple podcast and spotify anywhere you can leave a review and uh fucking go in a bathroom and write on the wall for a good time listen to dead and lovely Horror podcast try i actually
1: we got somebody just randomly spotted one of these and posted it on twitter and ask if it's it's an effective ad strategy yeah <laughs> i don't know so it, 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 if you've come to the show from seeing someone right on a bathroom stall let us good know time listen to dead and lovely please let us know anywhere on social media just fucking come at us let us know i would love to hear that that has worked <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! But you know, for me, like as the guy who you know is fifty percent of making the show, it just lets me know you guys are listening. Hey,
1: hey, it matters. It does, yeah. It, when Ben's like going to sleep at night and he's thinking of all the things he's thankful for, every single one of those flashes through his mind.
0: Yep, that's right. Uh huh. <laughs> I count my blessings. I yep. pray to the Lord and I, I thank you. Him for every time somebody's written that on a bathroom <laughs> stall wall. I tell you. So, yeah, be sure to do that. Support the show on Patreon and stuff, too. we got a Patreon page. Uh, it's on uh, Linktree yeah. with mm-hmm. all of our social medias and stuff. Yep. There's exclusive episodes, all kinds of good stuff on there. We'll talk about it more later on in the episode. But, yeah, support the show however you can yep. with whatever resources might be available to you. Now, mm-hmm. Steve, this here movie.
1: Yes? It's about a girl what's got all the gift, right? She Listen, she was good all year, and Santa was pissed off at everybody else. Yeah, so, it seems see that way all. for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we probably ought to do some discussing about this as we go on in at their Preview Palace.
1: Welcome to the Preview Palace. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. And on this episode of the Preview Palace, we're going to be talking about the author of this book, One MR Carry, by giving you guys our list of best MR Carries. I'll start with number one The Queen of Christmas Herself. Mariah Carey. Top that
1: one. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm going to mm-hmm. follow up with uh, the uh, porn starlet, Mary Carey. <laughs> That's another. MRK. Okay. Yep. That was a successful
0: counter serve. Well played. Yeah, we
1: did it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that one was pretty short lived. So I think that we should probably explore another topic uh, that is relevant in this movie. Uh, there's a scene in this here movie. Uh, no spoilers or anything here yet, mm-hmm. but, you know, a girl who's a zombie and she's trying not to kill the other people and stuff around her, she got to find resources wherever she can. Sometimes you might even just eat a cat, won't you?
1: Maybe you eat a cat. Maybe you catch a cat and you eat a cat. Maybe that's what mm. you do.
0: I know she ain't the first person uh, in entertainment to eat a pussy, right? <laughs> You saying you want to talk about best pussy eating? I want to talk about pussy eating and (laughs) eating pussy here in the preview palace. You know, it just, it's on topic for the
1: movie. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause like there are so many other examples of both pussy eating. That is people eating a cat. Yeah. And both. And then also pussy eating. That is a cat eating.
0: Yeah. That Mm. happens. In entertainment, pretty frequently,
1: <laughs> it really does. It's a pretty yeah. frequent part of media. <laughs> I mean, like, let me give an example.
0: Do you remember that part in interview with the vampire? Mm-hmm. Right, in which a uh, young old, old what's her name in there? What's her name? What's the what's the fucking uh, young, young young girl who's a vampire in that?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: Kirsten Dunst. That's her name. That would be. That would be. That's what I was looking for. Really. I mean. She, she's like, hey, I'm a vampire now. I don't want to go kill on some people. I guess I better eat on a cat. It's the same thing Melanie does in this here movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Lestat did that. I don't remember. But somebody eats a cat oh, in yeah, with the Vampire. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Somebody does. Yeah, they <laughs> eat the shit out of a cat.
0: <laughs> That's some what pretty hardcore this? pussy eating if I've ever seen it.
1: It is listen it, it, when we're talking about pussy eating, you can't you can't forget that scene for sure what's That's another for sure, man. moment i mean the first thing that pops out to me is uh that uh episode of uh looney tunes with sylvester and tweety where tweety drinks oh. the dr jekyll mr hyde uh formula that monster
0: potion yeah and
1: briefly eats sylvester like now, that's a turn like, hey, right know. there. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah, usually it's, it's the cat eating the bird, but in yeah. this case, the bird, bird, bird the just cat. swallowed that cat whole, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Ate the whole it's
1: a pussy. a real,
0: uh-huh. r- real pussy eater right there, that Tweety Bird, <laughs> huh? Yeah,
1: yeah uh who else we got
0: um let's get back on that horror train american right. mm-hmm. psycho man yeah there's a there's an atm machine that <laughs> wants to eat some pussy and that that's, that's an unusual unusual it's, feat right there it
1: is crazy when an ass-to-mouth machine eats pussy
0: yeah atm <laughs> ass-to-mouth machine
1: <laughs> yeah he feeds a he feeds a cat to an atm machine which uh he tries to he tries to at least yeah they yeah. no, i think the atm machine like its its eyes were bigger than its stomach maybe yeah, uh, that, she's I'll got some that. appetite. Damn. Yeah,
0: she's got mm-hmm. an appetite for pussy for sure. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, though, someone is is forcefully uh, made to eat the puss. Oh! Uh, I mean, uh, that's a rare occurrence, but sometimes, wow. sometimes an entire cat can even leap down your throat and kill <laughs> you to death. What do you know about that?
1: I... When we talked about Tales from the Dark Side, and we talked about that segment, the Black Cat with Buster yeah. Poindexter in it, that's right. I never thought about. I mean, not that not that I think necessarily Stephen King when he wrote that was was thinking, "Oh, what if a pussy was a dick?" But that is kind of what happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> Deep thoughts with right. cocaine, right? <laughs> But yeah, it's like yes. crazy because yeah, he he does he definitely not interested in eating that pussy. Uh-uh. But it's like I'm 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 going on down. Oh Lord, I'm a coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does happen. That seems to be a, a frightening scenario. I yes, one hundred percent. Can you imagine? Because like, there's like long-held beliefs about black cats stealing a, a baby's breath or whatever that's true yeah but like yeah the, a fucking cat just like you wake up and there's a cat head in your mouth and it's going Oof. further it's just like it is digging disturbing. down yeah uh, that yeah scene i don't want is it.
0: really fucked up it is Oof. but of course we cannot forget we would be just completely stupid if we didn't mention the galaxies most voracious pussy eater himself, Alf. Alf.
1: Yes, 100% (laughs) Alf. (laughs) You know, I mean, that guy goes a long way to eat pussy, right? He really does. He really does. He came all the way from Melmac to eat eat earthling pussy, I guess. And a guy wants to eat cats all the time. That's all he likes, really. I mean... And it's weird, too, because when you think back, like, if that had been a time for porn parodies, would we have an Alf oh porn parody? Oh, my God. And would anybody <laughs> want that? It sounds terrible.
0: I mean, you got to remember, I mean, Grayson once told us, if you can think it, you can kink it on the internet. <laughs> that is true. somebody's it's thing. It's so
1: true. I'm going to have to look up Alf eating pussy after this.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, just, just get fucking Fuzzbead on the books and get him to look up
1: oh, Alf Fuzz, porn Fuzz parody. Fuzzbead just started crying. Oh, come on, Fuzzbead. <laughs> oh, get it together. Come on, Fuzzbead. Intern, <laughs> get it together it. over there.
0: It's not that hard to figure out. Right. Maybe maybe you'll like it.
1: <laughs> maybe Fuzzbead the intern will look up Alf eating pussy and go, oh, yeah. No, that, that's not for There it is. Me. That's what that's, I've been looking for. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You know that has to exist. Surely it does. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And, and, of course, if you want to go a little bit more terrestrial, Wheeler Walker Jr. is the king of eating pussy and kicking ass. That's if right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Wheeler yeah. Walker Jr., eating pussy, kicking ass. Please, for the love of God, it Great is... Song. Great Great song. Probably the greatest song that's ever been written. It's an American anthem.
1: It is. It really is. It's right up there with Lee Greenwood's "Proud to be an American." Yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: <laughs> now, of course, that was our list of of eating pussy. But there's also pussy eating entertainment right. out there, sometimes which of course cats is about. Gotta eat. Yeah, every cat's got to eat. Cats mm-hmm. got to eat something. So yeah. sometimes in entertainment there are scenes of pussy eating. <laughs> <laughs> Such as, but not sure. limited to, the, mm-hmm. the theatrical presentation of beloved Broadway musical Cats, which they features. Do eat. Mm-hmm. Is it fucking? I can't remember which fucking cat. It might be uh, uh, Rumple Cats or Demonophiles or whatever one's <laughs> called. There's a song where one of the cats eats cockroaches, and it's right. Truly, it is truly a nightmare, Steve. I can't remember. Have you watched fucking Cats? No, no, I have God damn it, dude. Like, watch that shit. Just please share (sighs) my nightmare. I need to not be alone in this. Like, I need you to experience this with me.
1: (laughs) It just, like, it has nothing I want. Like, everything about it. Like, there was never any reason for me to watch it until it turned out to be as terrible as I expected that it would be. And now I guess I do need to see it to just experience
0: Are you telling me you don't love pointless Broadway musicals, Right. Um. every hot star in Hollywood singing musical numbers mm-hmm. with tons of auto-tune, uh, something that is 1 billion percent CG, mm-hmm. also really bad
1: CG? Right. Those aren't things you like? Listen, when it had buttholes in it, I was a little bit interested.
0: They yeah, well, cut yeah, those obviously. out,
1: so what's the point?
0: Yeah, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> Experience the nightmare, out, dude. I will. Yeah, I'll tell you one of my old favorites that features a whole lot of pussy-eating people is. I'm talking about the ghost and the darkness. Oh what man, features yeah. some motherfucking lions in motherfucking Africa eating the motherfucking fuck out of some motherfucking people. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah that that movie. Who oh, boy, it was Underrated. it was something. Yeah, it is, and it scared the shit out of me as a kid. There, it's def- I mean, like, you know, a lot of things are scary, but nature is, is like, beyond scary. Like, the shit that we can dream up, it, it just, like, kind of approaches actual shit that we deal with. Like, what if there was oh, a yeah. vampire? Yeah. What if there were, like, bugs all over the planet that suck your blood and give you diseases? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> what if
0: that? How about yeah. that, right? Oh man, that movie's fucking awesome. Really, watch that if you haven't. Uh, Val Kilmer and a bunch of other people are in there. And uh, I think there's like, there's some new movie out right now. I can't even remember what it's called. And I think it has, who the fuck is in it? But it looks like it, it, it looks like the exact same story as Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, really? but it doesn't look very good. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: great i know that I'll was sure like the best bit of it. information
0: yeah. yeah it's like there's a movie with someone that looks kind of like this other movie <laughs> don't watch it very informative <laughs> but yeah just watch like a ghost of the darkness instead looks uh-huh. really really good
1: yeah ghost in the darkness or what's that one with the bear with uh anthony hopkins and the edge dude and jr yeah, yeah yeah uh-huh boy that's a
0: fucking awesome movie for sure no pussy it's all it's all bear but all
1: bear yeah good point yeah Back to the pussy eating. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I learned recently that Arctic, like the Arctic and Antarctic circles, like literally that just means bears and no bears. That's oh. what the translation is. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, now bears you know here. where the bears are. No
0: bears. No yeah. bears there. You named entire massive land masses over there being bears there or not bears there.
1: Uh, isn't our planet just dirt?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
1: we call it, it's Earth. We call it Earth. We also That's call dirt. That's a it misnomer. Earth. It's
0: mostly water.
1: It's predominantly not dirt. Yeah, it
0: should be called Planet Damp, Planet Moist.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know why they didn't go with that one.
0: Well, yeah, it's yeah, gross. Anyway, uh. back to the pussy eating <laughs> talk. You know, yeah. Now, during that, that pandemic, a lot of us got hooked on a Tiger King show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah,
1: we sure did get hooked on a Tiger King. And is there? there's nothing more true than uh, that Carol Baskin fed her first husband to some cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that she did it. I mean, honestly, if you pay any attention to that story, it's like, well, he sounded like he sucked. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i never watched that show i know that that was like everybody's thing but i think we watched yeah. like an episode yeah. in and i was like these animals feel exploited by yeah and they sure was, are that, yeah, yeah, that, for me. that
1: first episode really chronicles a lot of animal abuse and yeah um yeah it's hard to watch because of that but it's also like i think it was it was we were all watching it because it was like wow these people are flamboyantly abusing animals that fucking sucks hope they get shut down yeah, I don't uh, and, think it was
0: at all to like glorify the people being right. like, man, these people treat these animals shit, but they're also
1: bad people. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely you know. that that Doc Antle dude was gave me the heebie-jeebies. Anyway, yeah, Whew. Uh, yeah, she 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 probably did feed, feed her husband those kitty cats. I bet they liked it. Could be, man.
0: What about mm-hmm. old Church in a pet cemetery? He seems like a well-fed cat. Seems like that pussy be <laughs> eaten, does, right?
1: He's got to be eating something. I mean, beautiful cat. <laughs> Especially after it comes back. Just ooh, buddy. Could uh, be. Yeah. Church is definitely eating. That's that's a well fed cat. You know who another example of pussy eating? Garfield.
0: That's true. He'd be eating lasagna all oh, kinds of man, things. he
1: loves it. Just throw opens his mouth wide, throws it right in. Hates right a Monday. Gosh, Odie, get the fuck out of here. Normal, I hate you you know etc he'd be eating 24 7 for sure that, that's that, right. that kid gotta uh, a, he's gotta have it he's got a weight problem let's be honest y- well yeah yeah but i mean i'm surprised honestly considering how much lasagna he eats he's oh in pretty good shape for that that's true I yeah. think if you
0: fed your cat an entire pan of lasagna, I think it that your vet would be like, listen, <laughs> I'm taking this cat from yeah, you. Y- you don't get to cat anymore. <laughs> yeah, this isn't for you. You shouldn't do this. You, you've you read way too much Garfield. It's also just not very funny. I don't and know think if you about, think really about ca- caught on to this. It's not funny.
1: John Arbuckle's taking his cat he feeds lasagna to the vet and trying to fuck the vet assistant. <laughs> <laughs> What? Like, Can you imagine a bigger fucking swing and miss? Yeah, I feed my cat lasagna. Anyway, you want to go out? What? Wait, you do what to your cat? I, 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 he likes it, you know? He, he tells me all the time he him. likes it. I don't understand. Listen, when we talk, he tells me that it's good for him. <laughs> listen <I'm gonna> go
0: <laughs> you need to get out of here i'm yeah. gonna find another yeah you can't come here anymore you're yes, out yeah. forever
1: Banned, band from here go oh my god man uh-huh.
0: <laughs> man i'll tell you i think that if ripley wouldn't have ejected that dang old axino marf out of the out of the nostromo in that uh-huh. alien yeah i bet that old jonesy just like every time, every time a cat eats a dead bug and then throws up on the rug or something in your house, can you imagine the mess old Jonesy would have made if he had ate the fuck out that alien? It would have been just <laughs> awful.
1: I would have loved that if that was the ending. Like Black. you see Jonesy just eating, eating the little xenomorph thing and then puke it up. Yeah, it it'd just, be, be kind of cute. Honestly, it would be, be adorable. Like, well, yeah.
0: that is how that would go, huh?
1: <laughs> it pretty much is. Yeah, except I mean, you know, probably the acid blood would eat through your stomach or whatever but okay actually you
0: know what you know, i just got it here's the really great ending okay so let let's say whenever ripley is like tossing the xenomorph out of the airlock uh-huh. and it gets ejected out like let's say that mm-hmm. you know part of its uh, i don't know part of its tail or its hand or something gets cut off in the door and that ends up back in the uh in the actual uh, escape pod that she's in
1: okay and Jonesy's Jonesy just goes over right? there and, yeah.
0: and eats it. Yeah, just jumps yeah. on it and eats the whole thing. And Ripley's like, "Damn it, Jonesy, get away from that! Spit that out!" And then, like, you know, she and Jonesy get in the uh, in the the cryogenic pod there. Uh huh. And like, as soon as like the mist comes over it, and the sleep gas is coming in, and all that, then Jonesy starts in with a,
1: (laughs) and Ridley's like, "No, god damn it!"
0: and passes out.
1: And then you're just in frozen puke for fucking. <laughs> yeah. 25 years or whatever. That would have been a fun ending. It wouldn't have hurt. No, I'd probably have enjoyed it. Not that we need to fix the ending of Alien, but that is We need is to fix the fix. ending of Aliens.
0: Sure. Yeah, just the cat yakking up the part of the dead bug that it ate in the fucking cryopod. Come on. Yeah. That's adorable. Also it is gross, adorable. That's a good point. I it would makes like to the see story it. relatable. Here's the thing about Alien so much stuff in there. Can you relate to being a space miner?
1: I can't. I've never even been a earth miner. No, huh?
0: Can you imagine being hunted by uh, uh, nature's perfect killing machine? No, that's never happened to
1: me. No, no, you're right. But you've been
0: around a cat that's definitely hacking something up
1: for sure. So then finally you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, right. I can see myself in this. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) And then you tell all your friends, like, man, it's so good. Stay till the end. I know you're gonna want (laughs) to leave. You're going to want to get out of there because you won't relate to anything, but...
0: Yeah. You're going to yeah, like... There the, at the, the end, the it'll pull pukes. you in. <laughs> yep. You'll be like, oh, my God, I get it now for sure. <laughs> well, all yeah. right. So there's our list of, of uh, <laughs> eating pussy and pussy eating, I guess. <laughs> Don't let us know on the Facebook group about your favorites of those. You will get banned. So oh, don't.
1: yeah, but you can send them to us on Twitter. That'll be fine. <laughs> they won't say a word.
0: Um, on Elon Musk's Twitter. All uh, humor it, is allowed, fuck. isn't it?
1: Uh, humor is allowed, but they won't, uh, they won't push protests in the algorithm. So if you want to know anything about the protests going on in Atlanta, you're going to have to work your ass off to find out about it.
0: Oh, all right. Well, there yeah. you go. Fuck around and find out, and uh, That's right. but do hang out on the Facebook group. It, it's the only reason to use that goddamn website. Yeah, so. absolutely, it's fun. Hang out with us, share some good funny stuff. Hang out with your boys and everybody else that uh, uh, that that does so. It's a cool bunch of kids. I'll tell you that. Hell yeah, it is. Now, Steve, let's talk about a I'm girl. Ready.
1: Let's do what it.
0: have several <laughs> gifts. It's a girl that has the gifts. She sends them to you as responses to text messages. Aww. Yeah, well, there's always fun. that one person in every friends group and every friends text group that just like uses the gifts. This is about her.
1: I I believe, uh, in, in, in amongst people I know, Kate fucking kills it on that front. She's Kate got the is gift, the girl game with down. all the gifts. Yeah,
0: she actually, you know what? Yes, she actually is. That is truly her <laughs> gift. I don't know how my wife always finds the right gift for right. every situation, but somehow she does. That is her yeah. secret power. Yeah. So, we're
1: going to be talking about Kate for the next hour. My wife. <laughs> She's great.
0: What about this movie, though? So is this uh, yeah. uh, the first time that you've watched The Girl with no, all the No,
1: watched it way back in the day because, um, uh, you know, I've always kept up on on zombie stuff. And um, this came out, and Gemma Arterton was in it. And Gemma Arterton is gorgeous, so I had extra incentive to watch it. And uh, Emily and I watched it probably 2017. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it when I watched it then. And just... You know, not much changed. <laughs> Watching it again. What about no you? No doubt, man. So I watched this
0: around whenever it came out and I was really excited to check it out because I had read the book. That was one of my Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My Hallow Reads that I did on Audible. I did the audio book of this. Kate had read it and really enjoyed it and i read it one month during the uh the month of halloween uh-huh. and really really got into it man the book yeah. is really fucking good written by old M. R. carey mr carey you mr. could carey call him. himself Yep. uh mr carey if you're nasty <laughs> <laughs>
1: and i am so mr carey. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> mr carey and uh, the book was really good. So I was very hyped to watch the movie. And I think that the movie did a really good job of capturing the the spirit of the book, the feel of the book, and a lot of the characters. There are some changes that were made that I think are deliberate. We'll get into those okay. as we talk about the movie. But I think overall, it did a pretty nice, tidy job of capturing what the book was out to say. This is a a zombie movie in which... It's not like the, the, the dead have been spic, spit back out from hell or anything like that. This is a, a bio-zombie where this, uh-huh. uh, this fungus has yeah. evolved. The cordyceps fungus has evolved to where it can start taking over humans. And it spreads like wildfire. It's fucking airborne and spreads from person to person. And there's uh, very severe apocalyptic effects to the earth. Right. And you have a small bunch of people that are banded together and trying to learn how to, how to deal with it, uh, which is kind of similar to The Last of Us in a lot of ways, isn't it?
1: It's exact same as Last of Us. And oh, it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So let's let's just talk a little bit about the history of this to kind of get at mm, uh, my belief that it just happens to be parallel thinking, but. I think so, dude. I, I mean, I, I could see somebody doing some more investigating into it, but whatever. Uh, the short story that this is based on came out in 2012. The production of Last of Us began in 2009, but it didn't come out until 2013. Now, it is possible that uh, that Carrie had been at like some video game thing and played a little bit of Last of Us or something, maybe... But the likelihood is he was already working on that short story. Maybe also inspired, like The Last of Us was, by, slightly by that uh, section in Planet Earth where they talk about the Cordyceps mushroom. Or cordyceps oh, fungus, yeah, dude. And mm-hmm. Which, you know, if, if you've seen Planet Earth, and if you haven't seen Planet Earth, you need to see Planet Earth. But if yeah, you've seen if Planet Earth. If you're a person, Earth, you've probably seen yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> if you see Planet Earth, that, that segment particularly stood out to a lot of people because it was like holy fuck that's frightening Um, oh yeah
0: i remember like everybody talking about that specific thing um planet earth fucking so good it's like talk about the best thing to watch when you're high oh my god
1: absolutely yeah (laughs) yes i love it uh but yeah so that 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 had kind of inspired last of us and maybe it inspired some of this but this was also like the the original short story is more of that like them being underground on base and really the reader being not knowing exactly why at first, which is the feel of the movie, right? Like the movie, you don't know exactly what's going on at first. You're just watching this. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it like, I don't think it's to the detriment of the movie. It certainly keeps you interested. You're wondering like, wait, why are they down here? What's going on with them? why did that one just start acting crazy? Like what, like what all is going on? And it slowly gets revealed and then boom, you're in the shit. Uh, so that's the- something
0: that really stood out to me, man. It's cause like, if you're watching this movie, not knowing the book or really not knowing anything about it, Right. You've got to be in the dark really yeah, hard absolutely, for and a I while. was.
1: Yeah, I hadn't read the book, so I was absolutely in the dark the first time I watched it. I knew it was a zombie thing. I assumed there was something going on with zombies. I thought maybe they were training the kids to deal with the zombies, but didn't really know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it starts it really off was. and it's
0: like kind of, you know, these kids are being held like prisoners and treated like they're extremely dangerous, but then they're just taken to like a little school, but right. it's like on a military base and shit, but it never it never uses the Z word. It never says no. zombie. It never tells you what's going on with these kids. And right. I think that it's about 30, maybe 40 minutes into the movie where it's like, oh, shit, the fence has been breached. And they go up, and there's fucking zombies all around this military base. And you're like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Right. Like That had yeah. to be a real shock if you didn't know right. what you yeah. were in for. Because um, maybe at best you were thinking this was like a – I don't know. It's kind of day of the dead ish with this military bunker Uh and zombies and stuff. And kind of even the whole like sentient intelligent zombie is very, very bub ish to me.
1: Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, this definitely takes from Romero and a lot of the ideas he was working through later with day of the dead and land of the dead, um, of, of, like, you know, what if, what if there's some evolution from this? What if there's like, you know, cognizance and intelligence still there? Uh, but yeah, the 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 short story really dealt mostly with the bunker and, and then gets expanded to the the book, The Girl with All the Gifts, while simultaneously he was also adapting it for the screen. So, like, he was writing the book and writing the screenplay kinda simultaneously. And I guess making some slight changes, you know, like the um there's, you know, other humans involved in the book that are like You know, uh, scavenger types. He decided to take them out for the movie, and you know, like as he's he's writing the screenplay, he's he's seeing the things that won't work that he has in the book and just taking them out. So it's interesting the changes that he made and the decision to, I guess, keep us in the dark in that opening thirty-ish, twenty-ish minutes. Um, all, All those slight changes, I think from the book were integral to making the movie work but the book can because the book gets pretty quickly into what's going on yeah like you're yeah, you're open you open on um the chapter from melanie's perspective but you do get a pretty good early on get a pretty good idea of what's happening
0: mm-hmm Yeah, yeah. So it was a very, I think, intelligently designed screenplay. It definitely felt like it was written by the guy who knew the material better than anybody. (laughs) And so
1: simultaneously to all that that I was just saying, The Last of Us is being developed and produced. And The Last of Us came out in 2013. And the short story came out in 2012. And then the book came out in 2014. So The Last of Us was out for a year between the short story and the book, there are some similarities. You have a reluctant father figure, uh, trying to get this young girl who may be the cure to this terrible thing that's happened and fungal horror, um, and, and the connection of all the zombies through the, you know, um, whatever sporadic thing is going on there. Uh, however it is that the zombies are all connected the way they are. Uh, much like a mushroom, but normally mushrooms, you know, they share actual like roots, whereas these are mobile in both cases. Uh, so I'm not fully sure how that works, but I'm interested in like, I wonder if The Last of Us gets more in depth in that or whatever. But the idea of these like fungal horror zombies coming out at about the same time. While it seems like one may be ripping off the other, it's, it's just, I don't think it's the case. I think it's just parallel thinking. It probably had to do with that segment of planet Earth. And, you know, fungal horror already had been doing stuff up to that point. I mean, just in like, I think 98 or 99 is when the X-Files episode... Came out hmm. that is a fungal horror episode where basically the fungus uses hallucinations to keep you from realizing that it's um, in digesting you. And then there uh, was like a Hannibal episode that also came out in twenty thirteen same year as, as Last of Us. That was about a serial killer who like planted people and they were then covered in fungus. And it's real gross body horror, <laughs> real cool stuff. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think you know just fungal horror has been getting more attention i think uh there's a movie well, uh, our,
0: natural threats seem to right, be growing and growing exactly due to our complete right. mistreatment of the planet this should be a concern
1: <laughs> yeah so yeah the last of us uh, like we we just uh a few months ago in the jack of all graves book club we read mexican gothic which is a cool fungal horror book like oh yeah it, you talked about that right yeah it, it really does seem to be because like with zombies, it's about a disconnect of your brain, like the personality and the rest of the the operative functions of the brain and the body, and the but
0: monstrousness with, of something that is dead yet somehow alive. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, and they, because of their like, they're driven by their lizard brains. They kind of end up in herds, but they're they're not like drawn to each other necessarily. Though uh, Romero. In the Romero-verse, there's definitely some indication that they are, in fact, drawn to each other and drawn to the, their old life. Right. In Fungal Zombies, it's this, like, complete subsuming of the personality to become part of the whole. Um, and, and it almost is like... it's all You become a hive mind. And, and they don't have, like, any actual, like personality or control so they really are just like fruiting bodies like a like a mushroom when you see a mushroom on the ground it, it's actually like a whole big mass under the earth and yeah, like yeah. all the caps you're seeing are part of that it's they're not individuals so like these, these zombies
0: it's weird
1: right <laughs> it is <laughs> these zombies are um, you know they've lost individuality in a lot of ways but they've created a next generation of of like this symbiotic relationship between the human body and brain and the fungus which are these these kids and that like that takes it in a different direction I think than other zombie things have yeah
0: I agree and, and it explores such a cool idea too and I feel like it's something that you know, if you're a horror nerd like us, like you, you think about these possibilities where you're like, Man, what if a pregnant lady got turned into a zombie? What happens to the right. baby that's that's in her? Like what, right. what does it become a zombie too? Does it and they get do, you more know, normal? What?
1: They deal with that in, in uh Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, but it's you know right. more yeah. in a much more gruesome like definitely the baby will be a zombie and eat its way out. And this the the babies are zombies and they do eat their way out but they then they're then more human than the humans like they they are highly capable and they also are not vulnerable to the negative effects of the spores like the humans are yeah
0: but that's also like a really dark thing about this that is just kind of touched on a little bit where it's like okay You guys are, like, the second, you know, uh, part of the life cycle of this fungus. Right. Like, you guys are the the pupa stage or whatever. You guys are... This generation only lasts for you all. We don't know what happens after this. Right. Like, what is the next evolution of the fungus? Like, you don't know. We have no idea. We've never seen this. Like, that's a really dark side of this movie where it's just like... It's not that they're just like, oh they're super kids. <laughs> it's no. Like well, they're no cool no for now, but maybe the next generation is going to be really bad. Like we don't Absolutely, know. Absolutely maybe.
1: Yeah, they they there's there's all sorts of reason though. Like that ending is is so um ambiguous, I would say because yes. like it, it's not a happy ending. It's a happy ending for Melanie um, because she gets to be with her, you know, beloved Miss Justino, but it's Miss Justino is you know obviously alone now forever. Uh, she's stuck in that little baby little bitty bubble area, and well, uh, and
0: if everything goes like they said it would, she is going to be the last of an extinct species. Right, like <laughs> there are no more humans yep. after she dies. <laughs> and her
1: her job is to train the next generation or the next the next form of humanity i but then also the the fact is that because the earth is overtaken by this fungus there is now a direct connection between uh you know this uh next form of humanity and the earth like they won't work to destroy their the earth because it is them so that's like true. there's there's like a, a, a ray of sunshine idea there that, well, maybe, though, this generation, because they'll be more connected to the Earth, won't destroy it. Could be. That is possible. Yeah, maybe so. That's a, that's a hopeful
0: outcome for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, watching this movie and, and watching that ending and some of the discussions that are that are talked about in here was it just really got my brain thinking man about like what was it like to be the last um you know primitive man to yeah. see yeah homo erectus walking around and using his big old brain to fashion tools and all this kind of stuff like oh, what I was see. it like yeah. watching Earlier that guy primates. like did did you did you hate mm-hmm. that guy and you're like I I have to do something to stop you because you're going to make me go extinct even though clearly you are better suited for this world than I am. Like well, God damn, that's brutal to think about.
1: I think it's actually like more accurate to the uh way that Neanderthals and Homo sapiens ended up kind of merging. Um mm. and, and that's what happens in this. Like this is the next form, but they've they've merged with humanity. They've not like their their first form is of course complete destruction of the human body but then they merge there there's this new form of life and I think that's like I don't know it's interesting to me for even though like we as humans watch this it's horror <laughs> like the earth would watch this and be like that'd be nice that'd be real cool, <laughs> cool. I'd, I'd People love it don't love to haven't. kill me Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah cuz that's that, that's there's one like line in this movie that, that I think really just sums up the entire thing and and Melanie, yeah. the main character there says it where she says it's not over. It's just not yours anymore. Oh, yeah. And that that really hit very hard. I think that yeah. that is such a a cool idea because I know, you know, us as human beings We're all concerned with, like, oh, my God, global warming and COVID and this and that. It's the end of the world. And it's like, no, it's not. No, it's the end of
1: us. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Not the end of the world. The
0: world will be fine. Like, the world might be better off. It'll flourish. Uh, It'll probably
1: find equilibrium pretty quick when we're gone. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. But to us, all that we can think about is, like, if my kind is gone, this is the end of, of everything. Right. In reality yeah. like we're just like one people on this little ball of water and dirt yeah. in this entire massive ass galaxy that has god knows you know what in it Yeah, uh, it's it's actually not all about us
1: <laughs> surprisingly and then it's yeah. that, it, it's then more subtly talking about like generational issues where it's like each successive generation is yeah they're taking over they they're taking over you aren't in charge anymore. They're making the decisions, and the hope is, of course, they're making better decisions, right? I mean, that that a movie leaves us hanging on that we don't know what's going to happen. No, but that's kind of appropriate. Like you don't know what's going to happen in, with the next. It's generation. inevitable. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's inevitable for all of us. Like I don't yeah. care. Again, if you're talking about yeah, primitive man and uh, uh, and modern man, I don't care if you're talking about extinct species right. or you're talking about you know, our, our our own futures as far as like, hey, guess what? The future is probably not uh, white and male. <laughs> it just probably uh, isn't. yeah,
1: that's definitely like, in here, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's like a, a conscious choice with the film, too, because... It's gotta book, be, right? Yeah, the book, uh, Melanie, is, is white and Miss Justineau is black. Uh, and I think having that that reversal, flipping it to have a young black girl being this representation of what what is to come and the fear being with all these white people cuz like you you see how like even you know in their group Kieran becomes attached to Melanie yeah Kieran sees a, a future in her whereas like Parks and and Justin and 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 the fucking Glenclose I can't remember her character's name they're all afraid they're frightened of what they're going to lose and right they they don't have to be like they don't she she doesn't want them to die it sucks that like the whole of humanity is dying but she tries to save them she tries yeah, she to keep actually them tries alive. to
0: resist killing right. them and she tells them like i can smell you you need to get away from me right now like she yeah. She's not making the choice that this is the end of humanity no, and that it's time for somebody else to rule. They're making their choice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, the you know, Glenn Close, she makes the choice to attack her. And of course, there wasn't much. She was going to die of that blood poisoning anyway. But she tries to save Parks. She saves Miss Justino. Like, she is not trying to destroy, destroy the old world. She's trying to save it. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, that's a positive message, even though the ending is dark and and you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it It is trying to say like, hey, <laughs> listen, we got to the patriarchal white supremacist order has to move out of the fucking way so we can it advance as a civilization. It kind of seems yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like you're going to kick and scream and fight it, but like, sorry, evolution is a bitch and yeah. this is just how it works. Like, you're going yeah. to be fucking swallowed up by the tide of this mm-hmm. whether you want it or not. Yeah. Um and, and you know, again, this is something that we've seen over and over and over and over through history. Um yeah. especially like uh white people history, <laughs> right? Where we've tried to be like, Oh, um, you're not smart. You're just doing what I do. You're just right. mimicking behavior. Uh-huh. I'm still smarter than you. Yep. Like this is something Caldwell, Glenn Close, and this du- like actually just says at the start. It's like, Wow, yeah. you're really good at imitating and reciting things that you've heard. Right. Then later she's like actually you're just really fucking smart. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're human, you're real, she says. And that's yeah, it, it is. That has historically been like part of uh, you know, bogus race science and shit like that of like
0: Yeah, phrenology, eugenics, yeah. like all these things that are like, oh, this other thing that looks like a human acts like a human uh smells like a human talks like a human well uh they're definitely not as smart as i am therefore i can subjugate them and treat them like shit even though i know they're fucking people
1: yep i I mean we we still have this issue of our like uh, human egotism where we you know it's it's hard to get people to understand that animals have levels of intelligence that surpass our own at times Mm -hmm. really just depends on what type of intelligence you're talking about um yeah i i think that we 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 definitely this could be read differently by a white supremacist like the white supremacist could see this and be like see they're taking over they are taking over that's that is their plan uh and I mean, if I can deal with it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, deal with it. Nobody gives a yeah, shit. Like,
0: maybe you should have pulled yourself up by your bootstraps a little harder. Yeah, yeah fuck
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think like the message of the movie and and what the movie's getting at, and the you know the the darkness of the ending, but that ending be it having its own ray of light, and like really just the way that that mimics our own helplessness. As humans, we we have finite time here on Earth. We're just very much like we're at the will of other people and the planet and our bodies. And we really just have to learn to let go and let things change and evolve and become what they are. Because you can't control everything.
0: Yeah, everything is going to go extinct at some point. and, And you never know. It might just be some fucking mushroom evolves faster than you do and it takes over the entire fucking world like instantly i mean yeah it's it's interesting that we've even lived through you know the time of a massive global pandemic where it's just like well a virus got really good at jumping from person to person and killing us um and And it evolves very
1: quickly and (laughs) there's not a lot we can do about it except to yeah
0: you know try to mitigate the
1: spread of infection
0: Right. And it became so clear to all of us during all this, like, all of our institutions have not evolved to keep up with these kind of things that can happen. These things that just happen in nature, that just, Mm -hmm. you know, shit happens and suddenly you're not on top anymore. Right. All of our organizations and systems and ways of life are not adapted to keep up with that. Like, constant adaptation is what makes evolution win. And we have become stagnant in a lot of our things Absolutely. that we do in the way that our society is built. And, yeah. you know, again, we saw it in 2020. Shit can't keep up no. with how things are run. And that's something about this movie that I think is really, really interesting is that there's there's no bad guys in this. There aren't any bad guys. There's no central villain to this movie. It is just right. failed institutions. That is the yeah. bad guy.
1: Yeah, it's our it's our failure as humans. It's the failure of capitalism, but it's like, yeah, like everybody in every single individual in the film is the victim of those things as well. So like, yeah, you can't look at anybody as necessarily the bad guy and the spore people Like, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to spread. That's what they're doing. It's nature, dude. I mean,
0: it's like, how can you even get mad at that? It's not like they're like, oh, these fucking zombie scum, these evil creatures from hell. (laughs) It's like, no, it's like, it is just corpses that have been taken over by this fungus. And and, I mean, I know that like, a lot of people would watch this and be like, oh, but Caldwell, she wanted to like, kill a child and blah, blah, blah. Uh Here's the thing about it, though, is like, Caldwell is just purely a scientist that is trying yeah. to save her entire species. Yeah. And she doesn't even have anything to gain from it because she is dying from right. blood poisoning. But she's
1: still going for it. And it's uh, and honestly, yes, she admits that Melanie is a person.
0: Yeah. Which but, is fucked up cuz just, yeah. you know, a little while before that, she's like, "Please let I'm, me kill you yeah. so that I can destroy" All of your kind to save my kind, right?
1: Uh, and and of course, uh, yeah. Uh, Melanie says, "Why why should we die for you?" Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. And and the the point there is that neither side is wrong. Both no. want to preserve themselves. There's nothing yep. wrong on either side with this. It's, nope.
0: This is just a fight to survive and evolve. That's yep. all that it is.
1: Yep. Her admitting that that she's a person doesn't change anything if she doesn't stop them that's it it's over but also on the other side of it is it being over so bad is that a terrible thing is this better for all of the all of the the earth and this new form of humanity
0: yeah and here's the thing too is that you know from melanie's perspective where Literally from from birth, or the time that she ate her way out of her mother, which is right. fucked up as hell. Fucking That's crazy. a cannibal corpse yeah. fucking out cover right there. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: all that she has ever known of this dominant ass species is their extreme struggle to fight what she is, uh-huh. and seeing how they treat her kind, which is to say, like shit. Like they keep them in cells and feed them worms and put them in. Wheelchair wheelchairs with head guards and straps yeah. on their arms and legs twenty four seven and they right. fear them and they hate them and call them friggin' abortions and well they have all to this dehumanize kind of them
1: don't they like they have to they in have their to, minds right. they have to because it is the end of their species if they can't figure out how to cure this
0: exactly. so they have to
1: dehumanize right. them even though they they're just cute little kids I mean Melanie is fucking adorable that's what the yeah. whole movie is playing on is like she's fucking adorable also she's scary as fuck.
0: Oh yeah. And she's indoctrinated. Like she she is so nice and so sweet and so curious about everything and so innocent to everybody right. around here because she knows no other way. Like she right. is completely prison-born. Like she was born into the system and it's all that she's ever known for her kind. Right. She knows no other life than this. She has no examples of what it could have been, which of course you know echoes so many uh, examples of of slavery and everything else through human history. Uh, That's all that she's ever known.
1: Yeah, and and it's also interesting. Yeah, it is dark as fuck. It's interesting to you know (laughs) compare like because she. She has been raised in this bunker and is absorbing literally everything. She is so smart. She She's just taking in everything. And that kind of makes them hate her more. <laughs> like, the fact that she's, like, because, like, uh, you know, she she's able to handle the the walkie talkie or whatever and she's he's like how did you do that and she's like i i watched you do it and he's like of course you yeah. did. like there's like some some hatred for like how easily she absorbs what they do because again they they need her to not just be a smart cute little girl they need her to be this villainous terrible entity that they um, need to get rid of entirely yep. i I, and
0: you can tell that with Parks too. Like like yeah. Parks is another guy that could have been a day of the dead, what Colonel Rhodes type right, figure uh-huh. who's just like completely dehumanized these things to the point where he just thinks they're not even, you know, even remotely yeah. human anymore. But he even has some heart to He's his character. Over. And yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and he has to learn to trust her and she helps him out and saves his ass, and he is impressed by her intelligence as well. He just has yeah. to put up this armor to save his own species and then you find out later on through some kind of vague talks that he has right before he asked her to to kill him right um that you know he he went through this horrible experience himself where he lost somebody his wife was uh,
1: seven months pregnant and died because of this this thing which also like kind of indicates wait is there maybe a little spore baby out there that's his
0: I know, right?
1: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he and he has to hate all these things because that's what killed his his wife or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, there's some unspoken stuff there. I can't remember if that's ever elaborated on in the book or not. But right. I kind of like that they just sort of leave it as him saying a few very yeah. vague sentences and then being like, "Please kill me." Like, right. <laughs> holy fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think that like the way that Parks comes around, um, and. and He's still like scared of her, but he's impressed by her. Like, uh, like he is so impressed by, especially when, you know, she takes on the leader of these uh, other feral spore children yeah. and just like brutally murders a child. <laughs> Like It is crazy that that scene is in a movie. (laughs) But
0: it's there. Um, Just a kid beating a kid to death with a bat. (laughs) Yep. Screaming bloody murder, man. I also (laughs) love, too, just as a little side note, man, just the the juxtaposition that, and I think this is something that that Parks and everybody else got, too, where the only difference between Melanie, who is hyper-intelligent and kind and cares about her human captors, Mm-hmm. And these feral kids that are in, inhabiting these cities is that Melanie was given education and resources. Right. Like that's yeah. the only difference between her and the feral kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, and she's then able to pass that on to them to to find wow. these children who are less fortunate than her, pass on this education and, the, and these like you know ways of communicating because the kids were just using yep. grunts and like pointing, you know
0: yeah they've never been given a chance like they are feral children so Mm -hmm. how how would they you know it's almost like giving people education and resources might lead (laughs) to a better future for i don't know
1: i don't know
0: hippie talk i know Yeah.
1: what if instead we had a bunch of uneducated children and we gave them guns and told them to hate trans people
0: and make attaining higher education impossible that way right. they have to be you know mm-hmm. wage slaves maybe we try right. that instead yeah, i doubt that crime fun. rates will go up at all
1: <laughs> yeah, jesus uh yeah so yeah that's i mean again like it's it's astute observations i think and, and good ways of like integrating these things cuz like those things are all there uh but it's the movie's not beating your head with you know this constant like get out of the way type of uh, yeah, yeah, idea yeah. no it's totally not. i mean
0: you you can watch it as just like wow this rad zombie movie but if you stop and think about it it can be a a message of just like hey man your time's gonna come like yeah it's, and it's gonna be up for us at some point yeah
1: and and you can't you can't possibly control the way the world's gonna go beyond you no yeah uh-uh. yeah um and i i think you know the uh, uh you know mr carey who's uh who's a comic book guy he uh wrote for constantine and, and x-men and, and all sorts of stuff like i think that he he very much like created distinct characters and our cast is is great i mean we got patty constantine as park Parks, Dude, i forgot uh, that he uh, he's was so in fucking this. good yeah
0: and i think like since the last time that i watched this movie and now I've seen him in so many movies, uh, yeah. some of which we've done on the show, where I've been right. like, oh, fuck, Patty is in here. This guy He's is so good. amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, he is. He's always fucking amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, he really is. Uh, and then, of course, you got Glenn Close. Like, nobody's, you know, just fucking Glenn Close. Yeah, no uh, big and, deal, Glenn Close. Right. <laughs> I love that she
0: took this movie. <laughs> Me like, too.
1: <laughs> she's the like, biggest star so in weird. this, like, ten
0: times over, uh-huh. and it's a fucking zombie movie. And, it's and
1: she's a- like, yeah, I'll do it it's a budget of like 4 million pounds too. So like she's, yeah, she's probably not getting a a high rate, Uh, but like I read that her sister had always wanted to be a zombie in a movie. So when she took the part, (laughs) she, she got a part for her sister as a background zombie. So she like whenever they're walking through all those still zombies, like, uh, uh, Glenn Close, like stares at one for a second. That's her sister. I love that.
0: Yeah. I like, too, like even just kind of the, the, the plant-like nature of these things, where it's like, if there's right. nothing going on, they're just going to stand still like trees.
1: Right. And they turn away from the sun and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, that's cool, all cool, man. Yeah. yeah I like and that, man. Also, you know, Jim Arterton, who is Miss O and... and does great and is gorgeous and I and love Dude, her and everything. I'm a
0: I'm a total moron. What yeah. do I know her from? I'm I'm not thinking um, of what I've fucking seen her in, but I Han- know Hansel I've seen and Gretel, her.
1: In stuff. Uh, Witch hunters. She's in that. She's I also in uh, 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 um, Quantum of Solace. She plays Strawberry okay, Fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Byzantium, a vampire movie. You, I don't think you've seen. No, I've not done um, that one. I don't know. Yeah, just check her IMDb. I'll look her you, IMDb up. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But yeah, she but she's, she's great. great. Mm-hmm. And then I like I am just blown away by the fact that Sinia Nanawa hasn't had more roles, and maybe she like took time off to go to school or whatever. She's only got maybe like, I'd like to know five or six things on IMDb. I think she's fucking great. She does such a great job of playing that like like at times like awkward, stilted. But always like knowing and a little bit creepy how knowing she is and a little bit yes. like like when she's asking questions, it's like is this a child wanting to know or is this a a system of mushrooms wanting to know? Like you, she, she's know, almost like this right? perfect mouthpiece for the fungus.
0: It's it's interesting uh, to think of it that way because that is a very nuanced part when you think about it because. Uh, I saw a lot of people in the IMDb reviews complaining about her acting and saying that she did a really shitty job, and it's like, hmm. oh, she doesn't act anything like any kid that I've ever met. Oh. <laughs> and- Dude, I feel like these are the same people that are like, man, Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things as that kid who's grown (laughs) up locked up in a government base and been experimented on endlessly her her entire life. Man, she just talks weird and doesn't act normal. I feel like it's the same people that left those reviews, dude. Like, okay, does she act like a normal kid? No. Would it be ridiculous if she did? Yeah, it would be. It'd be
1: real weird. Very She's literally
0: weird. a new form of human fungus hybrid that is yeah. in its first generation. She has lived locked away like a prisoner in a military base her entire life and had yeah. no normal interactions. She's had no time on the playground yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Uh what about her is supposed to act normal? Like in, in some right. ways uh, Millie Bobby Brown's performance as 11 in Stranger Things kind of reminded me of this, where it's like, yeah. oh, that's probably how weird a kid would act if they were locked away and poked and prodded on and studied their entire lives right. and lived nothing like an actual fucking kid does.
1: I mean, the interactions she j- tends to have are um, uh, Glenn Close coming around, asking her questions and marking down her answers and being asked to repeat things in class and then being told uh, stories of mythology, like when she tells her story, it's like in the book specifically, it is very much thrown together bits of mythological tales. But even in, in this, it it is still very clear that like she's putting together store bits of pieces of stories she's she's heard before as her story. And like well, that's
0: all she has. She has yeah. no life experience. Period. Exactly. So all she, that she has to go off of is the power of stories and myth.
1: Yeah, so, like, she, whenever she uh, is interacting, most of what she does is ask questions, because that's what she's seen a lot, and then, like, she will, like, she, she says to Parks when she's mad at him that she wishes she had a, a box full of all the evils of the world, and she'd put him inside. Like, that's Pandora, and that's, like, you know, what the, the central sort of uh, mythological connection is here, is the Pandora's box. Uh, Pandora is oftentimes connected with Eve, in in like you know the the, the way woman that,
0: that ruined the world, <laughs> right. lock her yeah. up. You know exactly. what I mean?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like um, th- this has this like interesting idea of like this is Pandora's box, and when they get out, they've released all these evils. But also like the the spores are like Pandora's box when they release all the evils. But then also at the end, I, I noticed the one thing in a box at the end is Miss Justino,
0: Right. And in the original myth of Pandora, isn't the last thing left in the box was hope? hope?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Miss Justino is like connecting back to the Pandora myth. She's supposed to represent hope, but yeah. she has no hope. It's gone. Like all right. hope is gone Last for of her, her kind.
0: Yeah. yeah. She's done.
1: So, yeah, it kind of, like, it takes But it's that hope pan- for the
0: next thing. It's like hope right. for you might be gone, but hope for that next generation is what you can give as right. the, the last of your species.
1: And, call like, titling it The Girl with All the Gifts and that connecting to Pandora, implying, then, that our, our protagonist is uh, Melanie. She's the girl with all the gifts. She's the Pandora. She's the one who opens the box. It, it seems to me like it kind of reclaims Pandora in a way of like, what if in fact opening the box is the good thing? Like right, the box yeah. is the evils supposedly um, are, are the good thing. They change the world. They make it different. They make it new and unique. Um, and and I, I like that in it because again, the the skies are blue at the end. Like. Even though, again, it's like conflicted and it's not necessarily supposed to be like a, a happy ending. The sky is blue and the kids are happy and there's there's a there's a ray of hope for the world. It's just not for humanity.
0: Yeah, yeah. again, it's it's not the end. It's just not yours anymore. Right, like that that sums the entire thing up. Yeah, uh, so fucking well, man, so fucking well. And you know, it's like seeing Melanie make that decision. To, you know, unleash the spores that are in that that fucking zombie tree. Thing yeah, it's crazy. That is I love it. So dope, dude. I love the art design on that and these pods yeah. and like mm-hmm. how all the plants are yeah. grown out of the people and shit. Yeah. God, it's it's really fucking good. Like this is some really cool design. And you know we're seeing more of that in in The Last of Us right now. But right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this did it fucking seven years ago, and it right. looked really really cool then they did a good Mm -hmm. job um with the design of this but i guess you could kind of look at her unleashing the spores as kind of being villainous in a way but at the same time maybe melanie knows like these humans are going out like yeah this is that was their way out
1: yeah the the only solution was to embrace what's next like,
0: yeah, it's no keep... different than her her shooting yeah. Patty Constantine and be like, I'm right. just going to put you out of your misery. Like, you right. don't want this. Let me just go ahead and rip that Band-Aid. Maybe she thought that it was her obligation to do the thing and not prolong the suffering and right. uh, scrambling of humans trying to figure out how to stay from going extinct.
1: Yeah, and she was going to have, I mean, you know, it was going to be Parks and Oh, At the very least, they weren't going to be alone. Uh, as they waited for the world to end but that was gonna be their end she she very much is like the solution to the actual problem is that humans don't exist anymore <laughs> like if if there are no humans to exist anymore there's no actual problem left it's
0: really cool that gray area of like are are you a bad guy just because evolution took you further than the last guy does that make you bad exactly not really no
1: not really yeah it it definitely like yeah there's no failing in not being the fittest like you know it's just it's just gonna once once you've changed the earth so irreparably uh, i mean we just aren't fit for it anymore and and yeah (laughs) that's just it like we've made it unlivable for us and that—that's a sad reality.
0: You know, on the the title of the movie that you're just talking about, I, I wonder if if the title and the I think somewhat lackluster like poster art um, for this yeah. led to so few people seeing this movie because yeah, I mean you've seen it, Kate's seen it, mm-hmm. uh, Je- Jessup and Steph have seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know a lot of other people that have watched this movie, and I feel like right. it was just not. I don't know, like, maybe there's just not enough information there to lead you to think, like, oh, cool, zombie apocalyptic movie. Because right. even the the poster art with, like, you know, Melanie in the, the plastic mask and looking kind of Hannibal-y, like, right. it, it doesn't really entice me to watch the movie.
1: No, it kind of looks like it's about, like, a young kid serial killer or something.
0: I know, right? Because the mask is so Hannibal-looking, that's just kind of what you think about.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so because like definitely the title doesn't give you any concept of what you're getting into, and yeah that that poster. I mean, I I found it because I was looking specifically for zombie movies I hadn't watched. Like, yeah. Otherwise, I, yeah, I don't really hear, ever hear people talk about it much. Uh, well, which is the a thing shame. too
0: that I I wonder about is like I wonder if when people saw the girl with blank, like if the girl they with automatically. The dragon tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Which was yeah. already out and huge at that point. And there's also a Girl right. who Kicks The Hornet's Nest and all that uh-huh. jazz. Like I wonder if people and again, maybe with that Hannibal esque cover art, maybe people assumed this is one of those like Max Magician and the Legend of the Rings style things where it's like, right. Oh, this is a direct to direct to video, direct to streaming thing that's kind of Trying to make you think of some other established property, but it's just a cheap ripoff of it. Yeah. I wonder if maybe people scrolled by this thinking that's what this movie was.
1: Yeah, that's I think that's a big possibility. I, I really do hope that uh, you know, if people have decided, you know, up to this point, ah, I wasn't gonna watch the movie, please go watch the movie and talk about it with your friends because I I think yeah. it's one that yeah, more people need to see. Because, yeah, we definitely would be talking about it more if more people saw it. Especially right now with The Last of Us being popular. It's just like so similar visually and like thematically and stuff. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested. And and again,
0: just with the events of the last few years where you have fucking white guys in polos and khakis marching saying we won't be replaced and all this bullshit. Just trying to fight replacement. Right. Right. I think there's a lot of things in this movie that are actually just more relevant now for you to mm-hmm. watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: And yeah. And I'll tell you too. I mean, just as like a zombie movie, again, that zombie design is really cool and yep. I I very much appreciate that there's so much practical shit in here. Like there's some mm-hmm. CG blood effects with some of the shots, but they look fine. It's just kind yep. of that that red mist that CG does pretty well, not like the red wet blood splatter that always looks super fake. Right. Uh, they do the blood mist thing that looks pretty good. Some of the zombie tree shots, yeah, those are, 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 are are CG, but they look really good. Uh, but the majority of everything you see in this movie, as far as I can tell, is practical and it looks pretty fucking good. It's not really like a gore fest. Like it doesn't really no. revel in like now let's watch the guts get ripped out. Blah. Like it's not really that kind of movie. Right.
1: Yeah. But it, it also, though, like, real good action shots. like Oh, the dude, first, yeah. The first thing we see that shows us that zombies are getting in is that nurse with her back turned to the window, closing those shutters. And That's you just so see good. it getting closer and closer and closer to her. And it's, like, so fucking good. And then after that, yeah, when they're, like, trying to escape the base, like, just such a great, like, action following... Shots and whatnot, and like all the different things happening. I, I, it really keeps you in. Inter- it doesn't feel like an hour 51 for sure,
0: right? Dude, that, that base invasion scene where it's just kind of following, yeah, Justin, who and uh, and Melanie, who's yeah. you know, being carried by her tracking them as they run through the base and like zombies are about to hit them. Then a truck runs into the zombies and they're trying Uh to find somewhere safe to go. It's very much like, uh, I think you compared that to like children of men or something, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that long tracking scene in children of men. Um, Obviously not as intense, but still fucking great. Really Uh, good, man. Yeah. I I, I, honestly, yeah. Like I I don't have a ton else to say, except I, I really, really like this movie and I wish more people would see it.
0: I think that my only, my only real gripe about like the zombie design and stuff in this, and, and again, it, it's hard to even complain about it because I'm sitting here saying like a real mushroom zombie wouldn't act like that. I know <laughs> I'm an expert. Uh, like fuck me, what do I know? But like, mm-hmm. I didn't really like the chittering thing that they did. How they'd kind of do the teeth clicky right chittering thing. I mean, th- they're very like animalistic. Uh, and, like, very, like, primal, which is cool. Yeah. But, like, the, the chittering thing was almost, like, a little, like, okay, little little try hard. Like, you're trying to be really scary to me. But, again, maybe that's how they would act. I don't know.
1: Um. Well, like, one of the things about Cordyceps is it, like, it, like, causes immediately, sort of once it started takes hold it causes these like shakes these like violent shakes and stuff right yeah uh and yeah i mean it's possible that you'd be making some weird fucking noises like that yeah could uh, be. yeah but i mean yeah they're they're trying to make them scary <laughs> yeah like I, again i guess i don't know what try hard means in in like terms of of judgment like it, you're supposed to try hard aren't you when you make a movie <laughs> you're supposed to try Maybe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I think the pacing of the flick is great. It's a yeah. very, it's kind of a slow burn sort of movie.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it takes it, its, its time, so even though it doesn't feel like, like it. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and also the music, like the music uh, oh, yeah. is by Cristobal Tapia de Veer, and he just recently won two Emmy awards for his score of White Lotus, which is fucking wow. awesome. Not not just the show, but the score. Uh, I I I think that like. It has that, like, I don't know, I'd say kind of downbeat feel that, like, keeps you in the the tone of the movie. The tone is always, like, sort of re- resigned, uh, like, in this, like, constant fear of imminent death and stuff. And, the, and the, the music really carries that tone well.
0: It's very somber, and it's just interesting... Yeah. Uh, Instrumentation wise, like a lot of the soundtrack is like a cappella vocalization, and Mm -hmm. it'll be like two voices that are just like a step apart from each other, like singing like an A and a B at the same time. It's almost like the sound of like a dial tone where it's just two notes that are kind of close to each other, right? And then they'll just kind of oscillate and move up and down with each other. It's a really unusual choice. Uh, for a zombie movie apocalyptic soundtrack, but I, yeah. I think that it really works. This is very yeah. like, I don't know, kind of kind of serene, kind of somber, kind of meditative uh, soundtrack that goes along with this thing. It's not really like a blood pumping adrenaline shockwave soundtrack, but I think that the movie isn't either. So yeah, it that's works. True.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it um, yeah, it would have been bad actually to try to have the score pump this up too much. I feel like, yeah, if it got too, like, dramatic at any point with the score, yeah, it probably would have overshadowed. Because it it is, everything is kind of subdued. There are some, you know, the big, like, scary moments, but most of it is, like, conversation and dealing with the reality of things. And all of that, like, if you put too much drama into it, it would feel melodramatic rather than the way it does feel, which is very human
0: totally agree. Not a lot of complaints about this movie, man. No. It's really I think very cool and, you know, familiar enough to fans of zombie flicks, but also new and interesting enough to check out even if you feel like you, you know, you're walking deaded out, you're you're tired of all this stuff. I think that there is mm-hmm. enough new ground being kind of explored here. Um even, you know, again, the, the possibility of extinction stuff that's explored right. here, I think is a really cool thing uh that this movie puts out that will interest a lot of people i just wish more people would give this movie a shot it's really fucking cool
1: yeah i agree uh we gonna score this thing let's score this motherfucker okay That's why people uh,
0: listen to this show
1: yeah yeah they listen for us to say a number at the end yeah and i would say for me this is like i mean uh I, I like zombie undead stuff. I specifically am disgusted by Fungal Horror, a.k.a. Sporer. Ooh. I think that my, my p- disgust with it intrigues me, and I, I really do like it. I, I seek it out, but it, it's also... I'm grossed out the whole time. Uh, and this one does a good job of grossing me out, um, but it also has a lot of heart and like a lot of like actual things to say about humanity and, and where we are as a, as a species and also a lot of great performances and stuff. And just, you know, I think well-written, uh, good dialogue that just, you know, gives you enough about the characters, but also like keeps you invested in wanting certain people to, to live. Uh, and it makes, you know, say Kieran's death, especially sad because you know, he's yeah. a good guy. um, but then like you know it's not a it's not a perfect movie um and it's not not one that I would say I'd put on in a happy time
0: for a good time yeah
1: <laughs> right uh, yeah so but it's it's got it's got it all you know it's 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 got it's got the the fright the frights that I want it's got you know good uh aesthetics for the the fungal zombies. I like, you know, those big crowd scenes where they all kind of move at once. Those are so fucking cool. So, yeah, for me, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I, it's not, it's not the bestest movie ever made, but I I sure do like it a lot. I'm going to say like an eight to an eight and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. Like eight or so is what I wanted to say for this one. Yeah. Um, Again, it, it does so many things really well. Also, the cinematography and stuff is great. It's a really good looking movie. Yeah. It is. Um, I think the only thing that keeps me from rating it higher is it's just like, it's kind of like you said, it's not one I'm going to put on for like a good time. Yeah. It's not one I'm going to watch a million more times just because it is, mm-hmm. I mean, it is by nature kind of a drag. Oh,
1: super drag, yep. <laughs>
0: you know? So I'm not going to give it like a 10 or anything, but I think this is a really, really good movie. I'm going to say that's probably higher than I've rated a lot of zombie movies we've done on this show. That's so. true.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this one's different though. it's got It's got a different vibe to it. I think also just that yeah. the fact that, like, zombie movies almost always have hope at the end. Like, the hope is, oh, well, we'll rebuild a world where we just deal with the fact we all turn into zombies where we die. And this one's like, no, <laughs> bye. Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah, more than likely, that's not going to happen, yeah.
1: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Cool (laughs) flick. Hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode and you're going to go immediately over to Apple podcasts and Spotify where you can Mm -hmm. review this show, leave us a little rating. It just takes a second and it really does help the show out immensely yep. and doesn't cost a dime but if you want to spend dimes on the show you can support us on patreon
1: yeah that's right patreon.com uh forward slash dead and lovely if you head on over there become a patron on any level you get access to our patreon exclusive episodes you're gonna have a, a mission impossible hell rankers up very soon uh also if you become a patron on five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then once a month we draw from the smoking bowl and we cover the movie that we draw from the smoking bowl it's a blast
0: that's right that's right. So be sure to sign up today and support Jub boys and, mm-hmm. uh, follow us on all the other social media and stuff. You guys can find our Linktree page and yep. find all of our Instagram and Twitter and our Facebook group, which is great right. and all that other stuff. So I mm-hmm. with this on there and tune in for next week's episode of the show in which we are going to be talking about a Nope. Nope. Woo. Yep.
1: That That's say yup. I, yeah, I've been wanting to, to, sit down and rewatch this movie and I'm glad I have an excuse to watch it as many times as I I, I can fit in there because I really enjoyed this movie the first time I watched it and I want to just get into it next week <laughs> like every Hell Jordan yeah. Peele movie we've done I think we've gotten pretty deep into but I, I really want to figure this one out because I, I really enjoyed it
0: yeah same I saw it once in theaters and I really liked it and I was still left with some questions about like wait what was that about mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah me too.
1: Uh-huh.
0: but that you know usually happens with his movies and uh, sometimes it takes a second or third watch to really get everything that you can out of him so mm-hmm. look forward to watching that one again and talking about it on the next installment of dead and lovely thank you guys for listening you guys have been fantastic I've been Uncle Ben I've been Hollywood Steve we've been dead and lovely we'll catch you guys next time bye
1: bye So Ben, I was thinking the other day, and I don't—I don't know why this hit me so hard. Probably because mm-hmm. I was pretty high. But I just imagined: what if the Baba Duke invited you over? Yeah. For a nice day in the backyard. What does his apron say? When you get to the backyard, does it say "kiss oh, the shit. Baba Cook" or, okay, does that's fucking say, good. or does it say "the Barbecue"?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, do you think, like later on in the night, when stuff like starts getting freaky, and the Baba Duke invites you to like fuck his wife while he jerks sure, off, yeah. he switches uh-huh. to an apron that says "the Baba Cook." <laughs>
1: <laughs> the inevitable ending of being invited to anybody's house yeah. for a barbecue is they are going to ask sure. you to fuck their significant other. <laughs> this is how it goes. It is Especially
0: known. with the Babadook. I think the Babadook has a closet full of aprons just to suit any entertaining occasion. I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. The Babadook is well-dressed and prepared for any moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss the barbecue that's so stupid. <laughs> wow. Wow.